I've got like the goofs. You've got the goof. You are smiling for the first time in weeks. Look at you. You're doing chuckles. Um, when, when, uh, when, my God, when did this happen? I don't know. Just now. Okay. I don't I know. Love maybe it. today. Love to hear it. Um, I have, I, I've, I've been goofing a little bit today too. I've been doing this great prank. Uh, remember planking? <laughs> yes. I've been I do it. A- I do planks every day. Oh, I've been planking just full on face to the pavement planks across oh, the no, sidewalks. I do, like, exercise planks. Oh, well, this is kind of like, I have to run to the area where I do it across the whole sidewalk. It's such a good bit. Because people aren't supposed to be out, and so, like, if they get mad at me for planking, it's like, well, buddy, I mean, come on, you're jogging. Do you scare people? Well, yeah, but, like, in what way? Like, like I've, been, I've been frightening. I've been doing, you know, my, I, you know I do my fright walks. <laughs> What's the fright walk? It's, uh, it's, let's, you do the creepy crawl fright walk, which you, like, you go, and, you know, everyone's home right now, so you, you look into their, to their windows. And give him a little hello. <laughs> That's just being neighborly. Yeah, I just I pop in. I'm like that. Just looks- like 9 p.m. to like 1 a.m. Perfect. Just like toodaloo. Like boy, this show looks great. And they're like, I'm just hanging out with my kids. I'm like, I know, I, I love it. I also love your kids. Yeah, your kids rock, dude. They are the future. Uh, you know they're de- they're vectors, right? <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, what have you been up to? Um, I don't know. Secret. Okay. Yeah, me too. I don't want to reveal my secrets. Yeah, that's true. You know, people, that's been coming up more and more, I think, since we've been doing the streams of people being like, why is Liz so secretive? Because you gotta have a little mystery. You gotta have mystery. Also, mind your own beeswax. It's not my job to educate you about Liz's address. (laughs) But, but for I'm, reference, yeah, it, I'm also, but I'm just like that in general. Like even before we started the podcast, there's not like, a, I'm not a big social media person except for Twitter, but like, what? That's a funny caveat. <laughs> no, I mean, I just like, I don't really use Instagram. I, I don't have Facebook. I don't have any of that other crap, you know? So it's like, yeah. you know, don't. Don't Google me. Don't care. Why do you care? Who cares? Mind your own business. I've been making sure that my neighbors know that I can keep them safe. Uh, I've been making sure that my relatives know that if they die, that I'll be able to live on and and carry the family name forward. Uh, you know, we, we're going to talk about fertility in this episode. Uh, <laughs> and I've so I've been doing, you know, it's been on my mind a lot lately. I've been doing exercises. To increase your fertility? Oh yeah. Well, it's you know it's been you know it's been sky high lately. Um, and so I have been doing moon rituals. Um, it's but, a full moon tonight. Yeah, and well, so you in is Libra? It really? It's in Libra. Uh, wait, does that fuck with you? Know I'm a Libra. Does that fuck with me? Well, that means it could. It depends on where your sun is in Libra. You can do your chart and send it to me, and I can tell you. No, ma'am. We'll not be doing that. <laughs> you think you think I'm gonna, but I won't. Um, I know you won't. But I maybe ha- I'll do it for you. I will tell you this: that I was born at not telling. <laughs> There's no way I'm telling you what a time I was born. My parents don't know. I sort of just, you know, I sort of just rolled out of there. Ugh. Yeah, just I was born 65 pounds. <laughs> 
65 pounds. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 I just kind of crawled out and immediately just started, uh, well, just started coughing. I was coronavirus uh, patient zero. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's episode <laughs> of, you know, I've been hearing a lot of talk about other podcasts lately, Liz. Really? Like which ones? I don't, I don't know what they are, man. I can't remember their names, but I see like people make these lists of podcasts. I don't know any of the other podcasts on them. Are we you supposed to be listening to other podcasts? You don't really listen to podcasts, do you? What? Are, what? I don't work in an office. When am I supposed to listen to podcasts? I know. Just whenever you want. Why would I want to listen to a podcast? <laughs> um, because do coal miners do coal miners take home coal and look at it? <laughs> Ridiculous! You've been um, hearing a lot about them. Mm-hmm. And I want to make it clear: we haven't said our little tagline in a while, but we are, as far as I know, the only anti-pedophile podcast mm. made by non-pedophiles that I've ever heard. Yes, that's explicitly. I that's, yeah, I, I I think that's true. Granted, I mostly listen to Map Daily. Uh, <laughs> what is that? It's just a little podcast. Um, <laughs> and Maps of the World, uh, and also Map Weekly. Map Daily is weekly podcast uh, by Michael Barbadoro. <laughs> um, but of those, I mean, those are all definitely pro pedophile. And so I don't really think, you know, if you guys listen to those, I mean, I'm sorry, buddy. It's one or the other. So, yes. Welcome to True and On. Mm-hmm. I'm Liz. My name is Brace, joined by producer Young Chomsky. And we are discussing some actually kind of heavy stuff today. Mm-hmm. I, we don't ever usually do this, and I tend to think it's a little lame, but I actually am going to say this because... This episode is going to get a little dark, you know, in our true and on fashion. So, you know, you know how we do. But we're talking about some stuff that involves, like, uh, some pretty gruesome allegations of uh, pretty much rape everything and torture and um, child pornography. So I'm just putting it out there, like, you know, if you guys, you know, if that's something that you're not interested in listening to, I totally get it. But um, I just wanted to say that beforehand because I got kind of like messed up researching all of this. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Liz, Liz gets, I, I, Liz gets sensitive looking at this stuff, and I figure that's a good barometer for if we should warn our audience. If you don't want to listen to this, we did do a two-hour nine eleven episode, so that counts <laughs> as your extra hour. You guys can't get mad at us. Um, but yeah, no, this is a uh, pretty much every kind of content you can warn for. Uh, yes. is going to occur. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So we're talking about basically, um, it's called the nth room scandal that's coming out of South Korea. And I have to say that like Western media is not reporting on this at all. There's no. been very, very few mainstream media articles, interviews, with journalists, very few journalists covering it. And even the articles I've seen in like, 
you know, the lion fake news American media, like for, you know, example, the failing New York Times, uh, have really minimized what this case is about, which is very odd. I mean, it is like when you when you look at the scope of this case, and especially when you put it in the context of of uh, sort of the 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 sexual milieu in parts of uh, parts of Korean society, it's it's like astounding, and it's it's the scope of it's huge too. I mean, we're talking about tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people involved in this. Yeah. So we that's just like kind of a broad broad stroke. So we should let's talk about what we're actually talking about. Well, I want to talk about quickly, I want to talk about some of the context, though, of, of sort of basically previous things that have happened that are kind of related to this, and, and just to generally set the scene. Because, first of all, porn is illegal in South Korea. Mm. Um, it is, which I know many of our, uh, our fans are devastated at this news, but uh, the actual, the government has a blacklist. This isn't so unusual, because they have this, I know, uh, when I was... Um, well, they, they, let me just say they have this in parts of the Middle East as well, where porn sites are bl- basically blacklisted from ISPs. Uh, the Ministry of Communication there is a big blacklist of them, mostly American sites, I think. Um, I read a report in Vice that said if you look at porn too much on your like smartphone or your computer, they'll take those away. I couldn't find any actual like instances of that happening. Um, but uh, we can call that if, if they bring that to America, let me, let me make sh- let me be clear. They'll call that the true and law. <laughs> uh, and they have a, they have something called the Nuri net squad, which is 800 guys, mostly Christians that look for porn online and try to get it taken down, which mm. that is, I don't know about that. That's, yeah. That seems weird to me, but there's a ton of spy cam shit going on there. Yeah, so this is a very bizarre phenomenon in Korean society. I mean, I haven't, I, I think that this is pretty, I mean, this this is like, I mean, I don't mean to say like oldest trick in the book or whatever, but like it is very prevalent in South Korea. Like it's a huge problem where they just have like, like basically people will set up like very tiny, like almost like undetectable, very small uh, cameras in public restrooms, in public places, in malls, in dressing rooms, trying to get footage of young women. Yeah, and there's like I watched this little like news thing there where where a guy had invented it or showing off a device that could t- detect spy cameras. And some of the cameras they were showing off were like they could fit in like a little one on a clock or like fit on a water bottle. And s- the city of Seoul actually employees they hired like 50 people in 2016 to go through public restrooms and search for cameras uh and in 2018 because a huge public backlash they hired eight or seven thousand five hundred more so there's eight thousand people whose sole job it is to look for spy cams in public bathrooms which by the way i think they found zero since they started they said they would inspect all 20,000 restrooms daily, which is fucking insane. Yeah, that's uh, insane. And they haven't found any. But there's a ton of, like, upskirt things there. And, like, mm-hmm. that's what, like, a lot of people basically look at uh, in terms of porn. And there's been cases – people have been caught for doing this stuff before, and I feel like have gotten off pretty leniently. Well, that's the reoccurring theme that we're going to, like, continue to talk about as we move through, you know, these various cases is that – one of the big problems is that the um, the justice system in South Korea really doesn't take 
these crimes seriously. And not only is it really rare for um, the police to, or for, you know, the, the cases to be prosecuted, but judges tend to be extremely lenient where people will get two, three, four years for um, like heinous sex crimes. I'm not even talking upskirt stuff. I'm talking like, you know, video videotaping rape and distributing it. Yeah. Four years. I mean, just really, really like to the point where, um, you know, South Koreans have amassed, you know, massive petitions to get the government to start taking this seriously. So it's like a, a real big cultural issue there. I should add too that the, the, I think of, it's really difficult to parse because I've read different things that say different things. Um, but it looks like the age of consent for certain sexual activities is also 13 there, um, mm. which there are other laws around it, but like it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it says 13 in some places and 18 other places. I'm sure one of our uh, fans will be able to parse this for me. I don't mean that in a weird way, uh, but yeah. Uh, so the, so the sexual culture there is like, it does not favor sort of the vulnerable. No. And I think before we kind of, like you mentioned, to kind of like set the scene, we should go into some of the like, some of the kind of cases that loom in the background of the Enthroom case, which in particular would be the big Burning Sun scandal, which was quite large to the point, maybe some of our listeners have heard of it. Um, yeah, it was, it was huge. And this one was big news too, because it, it, it had to do with a lot of K-pop stars in particular yes. this one we're not going to go super into it now because this is like another just giant case and really complicated um but there was a nightclub called the burning sun so burning sun was a big ass nightclub uh they routinely denied cops entry and also paid them off that's another thing too that we're going to see in the Enthroom case is is sort of low level officials getting paid off and sometimes higher level officials getting paid off uh, but a, a one of the owners was this guy in a K-pop group called Big Bang. Now, Liz, you're a big Big Bang fan, right? <laughs> uh, no. This should not come to a surprise to our listeners, but Liz and I are not... Uh, we don't know a lot about K-pop. I'll no. be totally honest with you guys. Yeah, I was kind of... Yeah, learning about the K-pop economy, if I can call it that, is... It's pretty disturbing. Well, my, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my basic, my, my sort of experience with it so far has been me posting uh, to stan various groups <laughs> underneath politicians I dislike. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, it's uh, it kind of came to light when there was CCTV footage of this, uh, of a patron of the nightclub getting beat up by these guys. Uh, and then he got arrested for assault. And it, it appears, or excuse me, he said that he was protecting a girl who'd say she's being sexually harassed. Yada, yada, yada. A lot of stuff came out pretty soon after and then continued to come out for a while about basically people doing, well, mocha or upskirt, you know, hidden camera videos uh, of not only just girls in, let's say, vulnerable situations, but also getting uh, drugged and raped by various K-pop stars and, and businessmen uh, and then uploaded to a Korean chat app. Um, yes. So that seems to be like... I don't know that the, the use of chat apps and all of this, I think is very curious. Um, yeah. yeah. It seems like um, that's where uh, most of this is going on. You know, telegram, 
I think WeChat, different kind of like, you know, allegedly end-to-end encrypted. And, I you know, chat apps that also offer that like they'll be routinely erased. So yes. there's this idea of security, whether or not you believe that with these, you know, these companies. Um, but yeah, so that that's a reoccurring theme throughout this whole this whole kind of cultural I don't know trend I don't even know what else to call it yeah I yeah it's 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 I mean one thing that it has in common because obviously America has a pretty deranged sexual culture too I think the main thing which we'll get into later is that uh, basically women in in let's say not great situations are being taken advantage of are taken advantage of uh, often in exchange for money yeah and not just I would say children. Yeah, children. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, especially in what we're about to start talking about. Well, the, the, in, there's also another thing called the web hard cartel. So in Korea, uh, all like remote file hosting services are called web hards, uh, which I guess stands for. I at first was like, damn, he named it after like a boner, but uh, no, I guess it just stands for web hard drive. Um, <laughs> But the guy who ran a bunch of these companies called Yang Jin Hu, uh, he was also, and this has something to do with the Nthroom case too, because it was not just strictly sexual activities. Uh, he got in trouble for a quote from Korea Herald, allegedly asking a Buddhist monk to murder the brother-in-law of his ex-wife, who at the time was going through a divorce suit against him, and film it. Um, and he got in trouble for that, and it came out that a lot of the uh, sort of file hosting services he had were basically ways to uh, put out revenge porn. Uh, other things this guy did was force his employees to drink until they collapsed, but prevented them from going to the bathroom, force his managers to dye their hair, fired one of his female employees for not being quick enough and washing lettuce, uh, and uh, slapped his... Em- a video came out of him slapping... I've watched this video of him slapping his employees around and, and ordering them to kill a chicken using a crossbow. Um, I mean, for God's sakes. Yeah. But again, like these guys, and there's also just been like a ton, a host of other revenge porn cases that have all gotten extremely, and I mean extremely lenient sentences, like a year or two or just dismissed overall. Well, there's like a case of one guy who, um, I don't have it right in front of me, but he was arrested and did time for a similar like revenge porn case and is now running for state assembly. Amazing. Yeah. It's just like, I think that's part of the reason there's been such a huge outcry over this is because this is such like a far reaching, I guess, case. And so there's been like, I mean, there's been marches and there's been uh, protests in, in, in Seoul and other parts of Korea before, but like there, I mean, people have really like this Anthrone thing is a big fucking deal there. Yeah. So let's get into it. So what is, so Anthrone just because that sounds probably very weird to people. Yes. Just capital N T H nth room, and it's called that because there were a, there was a variety of like we said Telegram chat rooms, at kind of like what you would think of in different layers. So they would be like chat one, chat two, chat three, and then chat n. So obviously, like basically infinity number of these chat rooms. And there was like main ones that were run by a few different guys. And that's all sort of coming out. The main guy people are talking about is a guy named Chujobin. Yes. Uh, who also went by the doctor. 
Yes. Yeah. His name, or he called himself Boxa, which I guess means doctor, but it also means like, I've heard it translated as the doc too, which makes sense. The doc does sound like a guy who would run a porn chat room. Ugh, it's disgusting. Um, he was recently arrested, like really recently, about a week and a half ago. Uh, and he's 25 years old. Did you see the pictures of him getting let yeah, out? Yeah, he had like a huge neck brace on. Cla- they call that the Weinstein remo- uh, maneuver. What's I, the deal with that? Did he I, try to hurt himself? So I, 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 I couldn't find anything, any, any reasons he had the neck brace. My guess is, is that, you know, during Harvey Weinstein's trial, how he grew just more and more disabled. Right, right, right. That This guy's going to get more and more like neck bracey. Like he's going to come in with like a, a arm cast, leg cast. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you he will end this trial in a wheelchair so he can get taken to the hospital. The other thing he said to authorities, and this like is so fucking creepy. He said, thank you for stopping my life as a devil that I could not stop. Insane. It's like, like totally insane. Totally. I mean, yeah. And, and, and you'll see, this guy is a fucking demon. Okay. But before we get into him, let's explain a little bit more about these chat rooms. Okay. So there's the way that it seems to work. I'm not, have you used Telegram before? Mm-hmm. I've only yeah, used, used it to Telegram. talk to like one other, like one I'm in a couple chats. So how do the chats work? Um, well, you can't take a screenshot. It'll like, like alert the chat if you do, and, or you can like make it so those get people get booted. Uh huh. And I think one of the chats I'm in has like 60, 70 people, but you could see what they all are. But you know, people can just be under whatever name. Yeah, it's connected to a phone number, and you get invited into them, and then you're in them. Wow. Okay. So it's like, it's, so the way it, it looks like here is that there were a few di- like chat, original chat rooms. The first one was called, uh, Avsnoop, which is run by a guy named Watchman, who, as far as I know, they still have not caught yet. Uh, and there was other ones and the main ones were run by the doctor. And then everything else was sort of like ancillary chats or tertiary chats, which you had to pay to get into these, right? Yeah, so it would be varying basically anywhere between what would amount to be about $250 up until 12 like about $1200 to get into various levels of these chat rooms. And the different levels were like denoted by basically how extreme and insane the porn got. Yeah. So it's- like they would be sharing, you know, anything from like, you know, I would think I mean, this is just what I'm imagining, but it would be like upskirt videos or cam videos caught on tape in one level that would be cheaper. And the higher you went, it would move into um, rape, adolescence. There's, there's talk of there being ones with children as young as like toddler age. Yep. That, but that most of the rooms uh, were, it was trading porn that was basically the age from nine to 18. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 one of the things that you talk about trading porn. So th- this was broken. I think I'll probably read more from their interview later. But this was broken by a couple of college students, women, uh, who were trying who were doing uh, trying to join this investigative journalism contest. Uh, they said that there was about a hundred, at least rather a hundred chat rooms where it was being shared. Uh, usually, like these were again, like these were sort of the secondary chat rooms where they're being shared from the main ones, the nth room or or the doctor's room. Um, and they said when they entered the chat, the manager of the chat told us to change our profile picture to an adult animation 
and that was it. But there are rooms where you're required to hand over explicit pictures or videos to get in. Fortunately, we were not asked to prove that we were male, but there were some rooms that demanded people take pictures of their genitals to prove themselves along with their nicknames as identifications. Um, and they also said that there are lowly rooms. And I guess the way it works, by lowly, I mean, I mean uh, to be clear, child pornography, which is what lowly, even your fucking anime lowly is. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's, you, you know, I, I, there's no argument against that. It's what it is. Um, but I guess the way it worked is that you had to use extreme porn as, as sort of a currency to get into the more extreme chats. Right. Uh, which is insane. Yeah, I mean, basically, that's kind of like the MO, it seems, is that you have to, like, prove that you're also going to be contributing or something. And it's yeah. stuff that people haven't seen. And we should say that, like, there, there's conflicting reports about just how many people were using these chat rooms. Yeah. But it looks to be anywhere between twenty five and 50,000 people. Yeah, I, the highest I've seen is 240,000. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that, too, which is... Completely mind boggling. I mean, like, it's so upset. It's so insane. 240,000 people trading child pornography. Yeah. But yes. And, and really like it just extreme. I, 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 it's stuff that really stretches the definition of what I would think of as, as pornography. Yeah. Too. We should say, I mean, I do want to say this to people and I'm sorry. This stuff is like really really dark but like i i want to impress the like seriousness of the situation there would be so basically another component of this is the way they would recruit girls to then basically get porn from them to share in these chats right yeah yeah they would uh, find i know you did a lot of research that they would find girls who were maybe like Young girls who I, I when I and one thing I read that were runaways. I don't know how they know that, but like basically, women and and young and young girls in bad situations get some sort of nude from them and then basically blackmail them with it. Yeah. So basically, from what I've read, which is that you know, there's a lot of the victims don't want to come forward, which is a real problem with the case. Kate, like cases that involve revenge porn in the United States, but and and elsewhere, is that. You know, basically coming forward, you're identifying yourself and then people see you. And like the only thing that you want to do as a you know young girl is like forget about that any of this happened, put it behind you, run away, change your yep. identity, whatever you can do to escape this, right? Because it's humiliating. So it's really difficult to get victims on the record or talking to journalists. Um, but there was one girl who did and she basically, these men would have there's these websites right that advertise um you know basically like what they call sponsors i don't really know how to put it other than like sugar daddy yeah um and there and girls go on there saying that they're looking for one or they look for men that are advertising services or whatever and they're all looking for schoolgirls and i mean like real schoolgirls so it's poor children that are looking for money. Right. And so in this interview with her, and I'm going to read some of this and, you know, again, it's like really upsetting. Um, but I, you know, I think it's important. Um, so she was in middle school when she was recruited into this. Um, 
It was when you were in middle school. How did you end up caught in this situation? Back then, I was really lacking money for personal living expenses, so I had no choice. There were no household expenses available for your family? That's right. I looked up a lot of chatting applications and found this one. I checked how I could manage to get some living expenses from the app. I got a chat from a person. I didn't have any thoughts of working part-time with a sponsor, but then I got swept into this case. I replied to the person. So basically, at first, these men ask for pictures of their bodies, and then that it kind of escalates from there. Then they want pictures with their face included, and mm-hmm. the girls get hesitant because, again, you don't want your face, you don't want anything that would identify you on the internet, right? But these men are incredibly skilled. They know how to groom young women, and they've been doing it over and over and over, and... So they're able to convince these girls by, you know, sending them money and convincing them that they are in like a kind of benefactor, older man, younger girl relationship um, to, to comply with their requests. And it, it gets more and more extreme as it goes on. It would be them, you know, young girls touching themselves, wearing school uniforms, ripping stockings, but then it moves into uh, carving things into their arms and their bodies or uh, like having sex with objects to the point of them bleeding, Um, extremely violent acts, stuff that I don't even, and there's more stuff that I don't even really want to say, to be honest. Well, like one of the things that, that, that Boxa in particular would do, the doctor would have girls carve slave into each other or into themselves. Yeah. And that's like, that's, I mean, that a few things remind me of this of stuff we've researched before, but that reminded me a lot of Ghislaine Maxwell. Who yeah, and it's like, so, you know, these, these young girls, again, I have to get out of the habit of calling them women, these children. I mean, middle school, I mean, like, fucking God, you know? So then these men basically have this blackmail over them. I already have these photos of you, and they say, I've got all of your personal information. I've got your bank account information because I had to send you money. I'm going to contact your family. I'm going to embarrass you. I'm going to ruin, you know, the rest of your life unless you keep doing this for me. And so yeah. these these young girls get caught up in basically sexual servitude for these chat applications that are trading violent child porn. Yeah, and 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 another thing they would do too is that is that the doctor in particular had a contact who was some sort of bureaucrat or official who could get information from people from uh, a government databases. And so they were using basically low-level, you know, bureaucrats to be able to to get even more information to blackmail these people with. Yeah. Which is insane. I mean, there's so there's at least 74 women including at least 16 minors that got extorted that they know about. But I mean, if again, if if history's any judge, there are probably several times that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just, like I said, like so many women and young girls like are not going to come forward or well, don't want to be identified. Remember the girls do porn case? Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, we did an episode on this, right? Or did we just, yes, we yeah, did. Yeah, we did. Yes. Yeah. Um, that, that is something similar because those girls were basically hoodwinked uh, and, and essentially extorted into doing porn and then just like out of fear, weren't able to come up, come, come forward and say that's what that's, that they were a victim. Yeah. 
And it's it's hundred percent. And that's the, the same. power that these these men and let me I'll get into men in a second, but you know, a hold over these women and it's horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying. This like digital revenge sexual slave market. I mean, that's basically what it is. Yeah, and and it's like they were making money off of this. Like I talked about the web hard thing earlier. Like that guy was making a ton of money off of of of, of upskirt porn. Mm-hmm. When they arrested Chujobin, they found a hundred thousand dollars in cash in his room. Mm-hmm. And like it's, I mean, these people, it's it's insane. Like they they're making a ton of money off of this, and they're using cryptocurrency to do it, which is actually funny um, because that's how they got a lot of their names too. Um, mm. The police raided a bunch of cryptocurrency exchanges. I didn't know. I have no. Uh, you know me. I, you know I don't know how cryptocurrency works, and you know how people can tell me a million fucking times, and I'll never learn because I'm physically incapable of caring. Um, <laughs> but the cops raided like five exchanges and crypto buying agents too. Two of those. I don't know what that means. And they arrested at least one crypto guy, um, who I think was the main guy, basically changing out cryptocurrency for money. So you mm. can do that. You can just change out cryptocurrency for cash. Yeah, you can convert it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you have cryptocurrency then? Well, because it's not. It's te- theoretically not traceable, though. That's not true. But oh, you know, yeah, it looks like it's insanely easy to trace. I would. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the whole point. Yeah. Oh, okay. They also arrested a soldier. Yeah, that came out recently. Well, we should say that. Um, you know, some of the members, they're not releasing the names of the members of the chat, but it's, they've said it's like celebrities, CEOs, Athletes. very powerful people, people involved in the K-pop industry, which is a whole nother beast, like yeah. you mentioned. Um, but also that a lot of the people running the chat, we mentioned the doctors, 24 years old. There were other men. I mean, I, I just, I just. Uh, messaged you one of the other cases that's affiliated with this, yep. where one of the um, one of the guys was, uh, in like what twelve years old? Twelve years old, yeah. So uh, there's mid- teenagers. A lot of the cases, these are like teenage boys running these, you know, multi-level porn schemes. Yeah, that's something that like I saw mentioned a few times, though, without really any like hard details. Uh, and mostly, I mean, you sent me that 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 article from today, but before I just sort of seen it obliquely mentioned is that it does seem like a lot of teenagers running these chats too. Um, yeah, it's which just is completely wild. Well, actually, wait, I want to mention one thing: is that this is this is actually the the journalists that sort of discovered all of this. Uh, they call themselves Team Flame, which I think is very. Uh, I feel like that's sexist for me to call it adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I find that charming. Okay. Um, they, uh, they said that, that from their estimation, about half of the users were from outside Korea. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a pretty good interview with them. Um, mm. but, oh, I didn't. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's, uh, which, which I'm really not surprised by because, uh, you know, it's, I mean, hell, ISIS uses Telegram. <laughs> um, well, you know that Enroom and Enthroom were, as of recently, big searches on Pornhub. Well, there's a whole like sort of trend towards. I mean, this has been going on since forever. But like, since I was a kid, I basically noticed like upskirt videos being a thing, <laughs> and I just like, I mean, that is by no means exclusive to South Korea. Um, but it's like astounding to me. And like, I don't really, it's like, that's like, 
I don't know. I find it like sexually deranged. Yeah. I think that's good that you find it sexually deranged. Yeah. Well, I mean, Christ, golden rule. What would happen if that happened to me? I would hate that. I mean, I think that's what's like so alarming about the rise in, you know, the stuff that we're reading about here where the, you know, again, like the main connective kind of tissue, it seems, is that the content must always be violently coerced. Yeah, yeah. And 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 in a, in sort of like cascading ways of extremity too. Yes. Like it's got to be more and more psycho. Yeah, and like people will that's what people are looking for, which is I don't know what to do with that. Well, it's like it, I I I I'm not I've I've always struggled to like kind of understand what people see in that. Like I think it's like I think in this particular case, like, uh, you know, uh, from, from what I've read, you know, Korea has a pretty extreme work life there. I was listening to interviews with, with workers there earlier today, and they were talking about working 12-hour days, 16-hour days. They have the lowest fertility rate in the world, mm. um, which, which from what I gather, I mean, I, I watched a little documentary and read, listened to a little thing about it. That does have to do with the work culture. But it also, I think it's like... I keep coming back to the upskirt thing just being like a product of some kind of, I don't know what causes that, but like it, it seems to be more prevalent in places where, I don't know, people are just have to work all the fucking time. I don't know what that connection is. Hmm. Um, I wonder if there's like a desexualization too. Well, yeah, I mean- Because it's like not actually about having sex. It's like just about, you know- I think to be like sort of titillated by that, I think it's like you have to sort of like remove yourself from thinking of the other person as a human being, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like that's something that's like, I think, I think it's like technology sort of gets like, I, I don't even know how much more prevalent in our lives it could get, but I think as it became just like ultra prevalent in our lives, it's been much easier to sort of like act like another person's not a human. Right. Um. And Especially when these technologies become just like the mediate, like even right now, it's like this, you know, our interaction right now is mediated through technology. Yeah. yeah. More and more and more and more and more. And so you're right that it's very alienating, like in, in so many ways, you become more and more alienated from each other as humans. Which like, that's nothing new, but I think that like in terms of it's like, Relation to like our sexuality and stuff, like I do think it like I don't know, it takes it to new dimensions. I yeah, that's know. like Zizek has that great bit that I always reference. I think I did the other night, where you know he says like soon we'll be on dates and we'll just have like two uh, like sex toys next to us, and we'll have the toys have sex, and then we don't have to deal with it, and we can just have a conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that even the Classic conversation, I think the conversation bit of that is maybe even stretching it a little much. Maybe you just sit and have dinner in silence. <laughs> yeah. I, and like, I don't know like what, uh, I, I mean, Christ, I don't know. People are fascinated by that kind of stuff. Like, it, I guess it like, I don't know what it is. If it's like a, if it's like a, you know, a stand in for, for being close to somebody or like, just like you get kind of deranged if you're not. I mean, God, who knows what it's going to look like after this is all over. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It seems psychotic. 
I think again, I just want to like um, reiterate that the one of the big problems again in South Korea is that you know the justice system just really isn't taking this stuff seriously. And with the case of Bosca, there was um, like a, a judge was assigned to the Nthroom case who was infamous for being lenient towards like various hideous sexual crimes in the past. And almost 400,000 people signed a petition and got him removed from the case. This was just like two days ago this happened, or I think the last week. Um, so 400, like that many people, 400,000 people being like, we have to get rid of this judge because he's going to let this guy off scot-free. Yeah, it's been like, I mean, so the whole like issue of like basically hidden cameras, um, which by the way, I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, people have also like snuck into like K-pop stars homes and put those in or like their managers have put those in and sold the videos. Uh, and like th that, that issue is like really kind of grown to a head in South Korea. And like, uh, you know, there's, there is a, there is like a large movement of women who are trying to actually make that like much more of a serious crime than it, than it is because mm -hmm. as it stands now, it's not really a serious crime. I mean, it, it, I'm glad they got the judge removed. They also, there was a two and a half million person petition to reveal the name of, of mm -hmm. Boxa as well, because I guess the way they do it there usually, which I'm actually sort of sympathetic towards, uh, is they blur the na the face of, and, and don't release the name of anybody who's accused of a, a crime until I guess after the trial. Mm, interesting. Which I actually kind of like that practice, although mm. it's l less salacious. Um, right. And you know, I love salacious. <laughs> well, to an extent. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, hopefully these guys, I don't know. They have, they also say that they have the names of a lot of other people involved in this too. Although if it's anything, history serves as a judge. I don't know if most of those will get in any trouble. Not if they're celebrities and CEOs and athletes, That's which what is saying. what they're claiming. Also professors was on that list, which, you know, my <laughs> enemy, the dreaded academic. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, it's, it, this was, this was not a great read. I gotta say, Liz. No, but I wanted to like, I really wanted us to talk about it just because again, like I said, it's weird that no one in the Western press is talking about this case. It's to the point where, I mean, China is now investigating whether it has a scourge or similar chat rooms, either like in apps or on the internet and, and what to do because this, it's, this is a huge scandal over like huge scandal. Yeah. Um, and no one's really paying attention over here. And I can't, you know, listen, there is absolutely no way this does not exist in America. Yeah. hundred percent. People do that here. I, people like this obsession with being like the voyeur and like the dehumanizer is, is pretty universal. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's certainly was a lot to read about. So in good news, Boris Johnson appears to have died. No, did, did he? Yes, he got, he just, he, 
he got um too, No, I thought you were for rascally. real saying that. No, they're saying that his fever went down. They're saying his fever went down. Although I gotta say, by the time this episode comes out, he could be dead. I'm taking a gamble there. Uh he got COVID. It's your guy, Liz. Hey, since when is Bojo my guy? You came up with a cute nickname for him, Bojo. <laughs> you don't call him Bojo? I did no, I don't want to steal your bit. And didn't you come up with that? I think a lot of people call him Bojo. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I no. just say it. I say it the best. Bojo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. You do emphasize a different syllable. The classic Liz tactic of emphasizing another syllable. Um, he, he got, I can't believe it. He got taken. You know how we were just talking about how all the celebs are faking having coronavirus? Yes. I guess one guy, one guy didn't get the method, the memo, excuse me, that he was supposed to fake it. Well, okay, so a couple things that are funny about that. One, so I think he definitely had it because remember he made that big show like, I'm I'm Boat Joe. I'm going to shake all the hands of the sick people. And then he's like, I shook all the hands of the sick people twice. And then they were like, Boris Johnson has coronavirus. But and then he was like, oh, I'm all right. I have because I will say. Oh, yeah. He'd like Instagram live from 10 Downing that he was doing well. Yeah, he did like a double one with AOC. (laughs) <laughs> um, he, I would love to see the two of them hang out. That would be a fantastic. Just making cocktails back and forth. Amazing. Um, Boris, uh, yeah, he said he had it, but I just assume he's like every other celebrity that has it where he's like infused with adrenochrome every three minutes so he doesn't yeah. actually get sick. I, th- I figured he had the tanks strain of the virus. Well, the thing that was funny was that like a day before the NHS or 10 Downing, whoever said that that Bojo was being taken to the hospital. Uh-huh. Uh, Russian state media said that he was on a ventilator. Wow. And the, the UK came out and was like, that's fake news. That's Russia, fake news, you know, Russiagate, whatever. Um, but he, here's my theory on that. He absolutely already was. Oh. Because the Brits... Like a sieve. They cannot keep a secret to save their lives. No, absolutely not. The Just Cambridge Five. Whole country of gossipers. Literally every single uh, Briton was in, the, in various positions employed by the Soviet Union between 1945 and, <laughs> and, and, and 1991. Although I do like the idea of there being like a very handsome Russian spy who was romancing like an NHS nurse <laughs> yes. to get the goods on the prime minister's health. That's like very romantic. Well, I will say he is the first Turkish head of state of a non-Turkish country. Head of government. So, head of government, excuse me. So I, I, I think he'll survive. Just Actually, you know what? I, I don't want to say I think he'll die, but I'm just like, I know COVID has to kill one world leader. At least right? someone. Somebody, right? And I'm okay, not talking here's about the other thing, House though. of Wang Chuck Bhutan. I'm talking about a, I'm talking about a big one. I'm talking about give me a Germany, give me a give me a Ukraine. Ukraine's still kind of second tier, but give yeah. me a Britain. That'd be major. That would be major. I okay. Question: What if it was all an elaborate op? So like the whole. I'm just taking this as you mean, Boris. Like was for him op? to come back and be like, you know, keep on, keep it strong, or whatever I'm that Winston means. Ch- yeah, <laughs> that like, imagine that Winston Pinterest Churchill, but, Etsy meme. Yeah, it's just Winston Churchill, but like uh, more porcine. Yeah, <laughs> of course, more greasy. Yeah, greasier Churchill. <laughs> I know they've been trying to do like uh, like 
like the whatever various like Brit cucks who like Boris Johnson have been trying to like draw fan art of him as Winston Churchill, and it does not. The hair <laughs> does not work. You Can cannot. I, you, I kind of like Bojo. I know you like Bojo because you're because I fuck this is why I fucking hate Bojo is because women are always charmed by Bojo. Like, I'm not charmed it. by him. I no, just think he's funny. He's de- he's clearly funny. I mean, give me a fucking break. I mean, the get Brexit, uh, the Union Jack. Uh, it just it's cool because he's just like he's so obviously like has such upper class disdain for most most normal things. Yeah, uh, but he try. He hey, will say he makes a good show of forcing himself. <laughs> Remember when he fucking. He's like suspended from the thing holding the flags. Flying yes, Boris. That was amazing. Amazing. Just totally just like evil Knievel. Great yeah. moment for the country. Oh yeah. One of the high points in, in post-war uh Britain's history and dignity. He has restored <laughs> dignity uh to what I call the civilian crown. Or I the will position say of Prime it, Minister. It, I wish I kind of was hoping that Bojo was gonna and the Queen. Has mm-hmm. become more active than is, usual. You love this. Go on. The queen was going to dissolve parliament and step in, take over. Uh-huh. And just to piss off Meghan Markle. Ooh, that would be fair. And just had her assassinated. No, you don't even need to. Because it's like, bye-bye, bitch. You wanted to go to Hollywood? Well, uh-huh. guess what? Monarchy, we're back in charge. Have fun Have fun selling fit tea, loser. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I will say, for people who are just tuning in now, Liz is long-running... Uh, she says it's like something she fears, but she gets such clear and undeniable joy from talking about it. You should see her right now. She's smiling. She's, she's smiling like a fool. Grinning like a fool. Uh, Liz's, Liz's hope is that uh, the, 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 the monarchy of Britain... <laughs> will, by brute force, restore itself to power and finally gain full political control this over- This is not true. I don't actually want that. Do you- what, do you, would No, they because take over- someone accused me online of being a monarchist. I'm not a monarchist. No. No. <laughs> My God. No. Uh, plus, you're Team Markle, right? No. Oh, okay. No. Well, oh, I didn't, I didn't know. I this think she's- bitch- First of all, I hope uh-huh. I hope now that you're in LA, back in LA or whatever, you can get your nose redone. It's a perfect opportunity in quarantine to let it heal. Uh-huh. Terrible nose job. But really? um oh, it's awful. Second of all, no, I have no I have no sympathy for I wanted to be so famous and become a princess and now I'm spinning leaving the monarchy. Mm-hmm. as some courageous political act when it's like, no, you just want to be an international philanthropic celebrity, goop X Michelle Obama or whatever, uh-huh. get a Netflix deal and talk about wellness and like saving children at uh-huh. the fucking UN. It's like, bitch, I'm not falling for it. I'm not a dum-dum. I see we already right had one through you. This girl, and I know this for a fact because I got my little boots on the ground in Holly Weird, mm-hmm. that this girl's been trying to be famous for her entire life. Oh, so this isn't her first shot at stardom. No, well, she was an actress before, but even before that, she was like, you know, uh, never mind. I'm not even. Oh, This okay. is not a Patreon episode, so I'm going to be a little careful. Well, okay, well, please text me the rest. I'm just saying, she had stars in her eyes that her and Harry were going to become like international bourgeois neoliberal globalist celebrities. Mm-hmm. Chills. 
you know, and guess what? Even the idea of that post-COVID, not interested, not relevant. So Uh it would be fucking hilarious for her. No, they, she put out a statement from Los Angeles saying it was like, oh, Harry and I really enjoyed the Queen's speech. We thought it was great for the nation. It's like, bitch, you're not even here. Go yeah, away. Yeah, what nation? Your nation? You live in my nation now, lady. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, you know what? To me, you're the, you should be princess. Thank you. I would, I would, you would, you would, I would love to see you uh, atop a footman's ottoman. What are the when, things they when carry? When I was a little kid, I used to say that I was, that the Queen was named after me. Oh, Queen. Oh, that's true. They have to replace her with another Liz. An Elizabeth, yes. An Elizabeth, okay. Elizabeth Third. I like where this is going. I like where this is going. You know, I, I, I've been told I'm related to, uh, to monarchy as well. The, uh, uh, the Habsburgs. <laughs> it's a palanquin. That's um, the things that they carry, palanquin. What? What is that? The, the thing that they carry on the shoulders with the poles and then you're si- sitting on it. Mm. I would love to see Liz on one of those. <laughs> Just as soon as I figure out what it is. <laughs> well, on that note, you have to call me. I have declared total core. What? What? Did you say? Sorry, I was, we both started talking at the same time. I have to call you what? Nothing. I was going to say queen, but we moved on from that bit. No, 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 no. I, w- I always call you queen. <laughs> I call you three things, Liz. Two of them are unmentionable that I, I actually don't want to tell you. Uh, <laughs> what? And one of them is queen, yeah. What are the other two? I'm not saying that on a podcast or to you personally. That's really cruel, Brace. Wow. So I know one thing you call me. What? Cruel. <laughs> what if they're complimentary? <laughs> There's a chance, there's a 50-50 chance that they're complimentary things. <laughs> All right, fine. But there's also a 50 chance they're not. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, I had a little, uh, I, so that was, I, you know, I will say it was a heavy episode, but I do enjoy talking to you. Oh, I like that too. Uh, I mean, talking uh, to myself. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I have been, I, I was pacing in the, in the, uh, I'm not going to say what the parking lot I was in. Cause then some psycho will figure out where I live, but I was pacing in a parking lot, talking to my beautiful analyst earlier about my deja vu I've been getting. And so I want to put out the call there. If any of our fans know why I get deja vu every single day, please. Do you get it me. every day? I, I get, get it a lot. I get it practically every day. Do you notice when you get it? Like, yeah. But like, do you know, oh, obviously you notice when you get it, but like, do you notice like what, does something trigger it or is it just so random? what's even weirder is like, and I can't tell if this is something that happens the first time I feel something mm-hmm. like, okay. The like moment that you're having deja vu of, right. Yeah. I feel like that, like what happens is I remember like, it's not just that I've already had it, but I remember thinking at the time this yes. will happen. Yes. Yes. It's fucked. I don't know what it is. I think it's, I got to do more. That's what I was like, I pledged to do tonight. I, I, I'm i going to do more research into deja vu because maybe that is like me pulling aside the curtain. there. Like we're crossing the Rubicon? Like, yeah, maybe I'm going Psychically? in. Psychically? Exactly. Maybe I'm going from one tunnel, one end of the tunnel to the other. Like, I don't know what's mm. going on there. Like, maybe I just started my life right now. Or I'm glitch. It's a glitch. In the I Matrix. 
Yeah, I got to figure it out. Hopefully by next episode, I'll have uh, my full theory of deja vu. But I have a feeling, I have a feeling it means that I'm on to something. Mm, I like that theory. Yeah. I'm always thinking things. And I'm, I was telling someone today that my scheme brain during mm-hmm. quarantine, top notch. I got to say, women's brains have like, you know how we only use 10% of our brain? Mm. Women have started using 20% during quarantine. Women be scheme men. They, and they, exactly. That is the 10% that is dedicated to schemes. I've seen so <laughs> many schemes hatched and unfolding since this I showed began. you mine. It's already going pr- according to plan. I need you to text me it because I don't remember what it is. Um, but I'm sure... That, of course, it's going very well. I'm just wasting time while I can literally see Liz texting <laughs> me right now. I'm, I'm holding my phone up. You know, we can see each other on camera. I don't really know exactly what to say for the rest of the sentence. Oh, yes, that's key. Yes, absolutely going to work. 100%. I believe in you. You can do it. And that's that's using 25% of your brain, honey. Yeah, that's big brain scheme. That's next level brain scheme. I agree. I support it. <laughs> Well, it has been it has been a pleasure. Yes, as always. Uh, signing out. My name, of course, is uh, King Earl Brace. Be- I'm the first kingly Earl Brace <laughs> Belden. I'm, I'm Liz. Joined by producer and musician Young Chomsky. And we'll see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein.